Welcome to A Shot of Whiskey Podcast, Season 2. Let's get it. What's good, Badger fans? We are back, as we mentioned, with Season 2 of A Shot of Whiskey Podcast. Still rocking with the good people over at New Amendment. As a part of Beyond the Big Ten Podcast Network, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast, and on YouTube and all other socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, with the handle at Beyond the Big Ten. Josh, what is happening, man? Season two, not a ton to talk about, but a big game uh, over, the, over the weekend or this past week. Say so My time zones are all messed up. I've been to London, Istanbul, all over, man, so uh let's jump right into it man what you what you uh what you think of this season's team man uh yeah i mean got off to uh an interesting start uh with tennessee uh i guess started out the season with a win but uh you know bringing one of the best teams in the country into the coal center to start your season that that'll get you going pretty pretty quickly there so uh, obviously the result didn't go as we had hoped, but, uh, I think a ton of learning experiences and obviously we can dive into it a little bit more, but anytime you bring a top 10 team into the country and, uh, you know, it's back and forth, close, tight game, that's going to prepare you for the rest of the year. What did you see from the Badgers that you liked and did not like, you know, how we normally do, we try and keep it as real as possible with a slight bias, of course, but what were some things that you, that you saw out of the squad that you liked? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, Tennessee, I think, was the number one ranked defense in the country last year. So the best defense in the country coming to the Cole Center, we put up 70 points. So anytime you can score 70, and that's early in the season against a premier elite defense, uh, you got to take that. You know, a guy like A.J. Storr coming in and giving us some some new and improved athleticism and, and scoring ability and uh, maybe spurtability just kind of get you going pretty quickly, I think was good. Um, you know, I heard the crowd was electric. I don't know if it's because Cole Center is selling beer now or an alcohol or if it was just a Friday night game. I don't know what it was, but apparently the uh, atmosphere was uh, as good as you could hope. Um, you know, so that's what I liked. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I like I like the well beer. I'm, you know, I've never been a big beer drinker, but I was actually impressed by the physicality. Tennessee had five <laughs> seniors going. Uh, have five or four seniors in the starting lineup and a junior. You know they beat they beat Duke up last year in the NCAA tournament. I actually had them. I had Duke money line last year, and I was mad as hell because I didn't realize how physical Tennessee was until I started watching <laughs> the game. And so I was actually impressed to see um, them hold up against. What I was a little alarmed by was uh, Connor's seasons kind of inability, or maybe I guess Coach Guard's lack of willingness to put him into a game like that with that type of physicality, um, especially that early against a top opponent coming off the year he had. It's a little scary for me. But then uh, AJ Store shooting 20 shots. Shout out to him, man. Getting getting 20 sh- shots up in the Wisconsin jersey. Big shout out to him. You know, not a great shooting percentage, but I'll take it. I like the aggressiveness. 20. <laughs> 20 shots from a two guard in his first game that you don't see that very often, but he's got the skill and athletics to be able to get 20 shots up. As you know, you got to have some sort of athletic ability and skill. So I'm with you. And, and some, and supreme confidence as well, especially when it's not necessarily going in, you got to have supreme confidence to keep letting it fly. So 
you know, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, him and Connor running the wing together as well as Max, of course, too. But, you know, I think offensively that might be that might be as good of an offensive wing uh, duo that Wisconsin's seen in a while. Shoot, I can't remember back when. Which one that – what's one – or I guess a group or two guys on the wing playing the 2-3 spot, I guess that would be more explosive offensively than those two. You and Ben Bruss? Yeah, I don't know if we've had it. I mean, Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis reminds me of me. Yeah, I mean, Johnny had that individually, but I don't know if there was a guy next to him. You know, Brad Davison was a little more up and down and inconsistent with it. But, uh, you know, obviously we had Sam Decker back in the day, but then next to him was a guy like me or Ben Bruss. Again, more shooters, not really a guy that's going to get you 25 or something like that. So, yeah, these two guys are going to be with us for many years to come too, which is exciting. However, you know – defensively those two have some work to do i mean you know it's it's, i think that's a big reason why connor couldn't stay on the floor and he was he was injured you know he's dealing with some back injury and as you know aj uh i think he has the defensive tools and skill set and ability Uh, but as you know it takes time to to know how to play wisconsin defense so i still think aj is learning what it means to uh, play the you know the Wisconsin style, all the rules, all the things you got to follow because him and him and Connor got torched a little bit defensively. And you mentioned Tennessee last year, their physicality. The one thing Tennessee couldn't do was score, and then they scored eighty points on us in our own building. Uh, and I think a lot of that had to do that they could just get to the paint, they could get to the rim uh, whenever they wanted to. We couldn't keep their dribble penetration alive, and and guys like AJ and. And, and Connor uh, have got to improve defensively. Otherwise, no matter how, you know, uh, explosive we can be offensively at times, um, it's frustrating when you can't stop anybody, especially at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And to be fair, Dalton Connector, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, <laughs> Dalton Connect is a, is a tough matchup for anybody. They kind of did the same thing to Michigan State. So I think we can give give our guys a little bit of grace uh in that department, at least being able to stop people, but they Tennessee, Tennessee is looking like a like a legit top five, top ten team early on in the year. Um, so I guess we'll we'll see how that plays out. I was I was encouraged by the pace as well, the pace of the game, trying to get up and down, get in transition. You know how it goes, first game of the year. We'll kind of see if we can sustain that pace, but that was also encouraging for me. I don't know what you thought. I agree. I mean, like I said, if we can get up and down and, and just put a little more pressure on the defense. I mean, you know, not six months ago, we were playing in the NIT and, and struggling to score, you know, 50 against North Texas, you know, and, and, and that. So to be able to score 70 against one of the premier elite defenses and Tennessee was legit. I mean, they were big. They were athletic. As you mentioned, they were experienced. Uh, so they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, at, giving up 80 at the Kohl Center. You know, as much as the pace is a positive, you got to clean that up a little bit. And I know we're we're old guys now, so we want to see scoring and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, we we do got to stop someone. And I, I don't know when did we did we ever give up eighty at the Cole Center? Did you ever give up eighty in the Cole Center? Because that's a lot. <laughs> 80, 80 at the Cole, eighty in general is a lot in a forty minute game. I'm not sure how many possessions they got in there, but yeah, I can't I can't remember. I can't remember giving up an 80 ball. How much did y'all give up to Duke uh, the year they won when Tyus and them were there with uh, Justice Winslow and all that? That was a high-scoring game, wasn't it? 60, 
I think so. Yeah, I think 70. I think they shot like 68, 70% from the field. I mean, Tennessee only made like four or five threes. So it wasn't like they were just lightening it up yeah. from three and making 15 threes and they, they got to 80. Like they got to 80 with, you know, 65 points being at the line and from two. So they were getting to the rim. They were getting in the paint. They were getting fouled. They were kind of doing a little, little, just a little too comfortable. I, you know, scoring eighty that 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 you know defensively we can we can say what we want, but it just if they felt too comfortable from start to finish. And when you're in the Cole Center with that environment, you got to feel at least a little bit of pressure, a little bit of you know uncomfortable, take them out of their rhythm, and just never could do it. So. You know, that's the only concern. But as you mentioned, I love the pace. I love the tempo. I love our guards, you know, ability to, to score off, off of a lot of different, you know, uh, transition, dribble drives, you know, A.J., Connor, Chucky. Like, we, we got some – we got some – we got something offensively, that's for sure. Yeah, and like you mentioned, 5 of 17 from three for them, only 19 to 23 from the free throw line. They shot 50% overall from the floor. But – to be honest with you, I'm surprised. The biggest surprise to me was that you weren't in the cold center on a Friday night getting drunk, chilling, man. What what happened to you? What's good? I have two I have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> if it simple was Friday that, at like huh? noon, yeah, maybe I'd be there. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Yeah. No, I actually yeah. I actually went to the football game the next day with a bunch of my former uh, football football buddies. So we went to the football game the next day and I think you saw what happened what happened there so it wasn't a good weekend for us badgers yeah football program <laughs> struggling a little bit but damn i didn't know you were on curfew now man that's crazy alawaki so, got you on curfew that's tough <laughs> tough couldn't be me brother you know what I'm saying you know how i do it gotta keep priorities playing, but I love it. priorities <laughs> your priorities are much greater are much better than mine like you mentioned tough weekend tough game against tennessee but obviously still a lot of basketball left to play for the Badgers this year, so let's uh let's jump into a little bit of preview of the season, man. Give me, give me your X factor um as for the season, as far as players and maybe some coaching adjustments or some things that you feel like Coach Guard could could uh, exploit uh, with this group. Yeah, I think I think an X factor. I think we talked about at the end of the last year. To me, it's. Can our bigs stretch the floor enough? Can Steven Crowell stretch the court enough to be able to hit two or three threes in a pick-and-pop situation? Uh, can Tyler Wall, you know, get out there and stretch the bigs and maybe not make threes, but, you know, attack that and get to the free throw line and deliver when he gets to the free throw line? Um, I just think so much of our offense, we talk about, you know, A.J. Storr's ability and Connor's ability and Chucky, but if we don't have bigs who can either be – you know, pick and roll rim runners or stretch the floor and, and pick and pop and be able to knock down those threes and keep the defense honest, you know, it really limits what we can do. Uh, and last year, you know, Steven Crowell really came, came on late and was able to knock down some of those threes early in the season, you know, maybe not so much. So to me, I'm going to be watching his ability to be able to pick and pop or, you know, a freshman like Nolan Winter. I mean, he looks like a stud. I don't know if you've seen him much, but yeah. he's got a lot, uh, a lot under his belt. And I don't know if he's ready to play yet. But he is a big who can stretch the floor like that. I don't know if he's quite ready, but that's kind of the X factor I see from us being a good team. Like I think we're going to be really good this year, but I think Stephen Crowell's ability to stretch the floor alone just takes us up a notch that you know is going to make us really tough to beat. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think obviously Stephen being able to play inside out is huge, kind of a Wisconsin staple. Obviously, the big men being able to step away from the basket. Um, Nolan Winter, you know Nolan Winter. 
or let me rephrase that. John Lure is the guy at Wisconsin, and maybe John or Frank, whoever, probably more so John is the guy. He's like the KD of Wisconsin in the sense that every time we get a recruit who's like a 6'10 white dude, like, oh, he's the next John Lure, like just because he can step out and shoot and do a little. And then it turns out like they're yeah. nothing like John. They're not nearly as good. Like, but Nolan Winter is the dude who yeah. actually yeah. he he might be legit um in terms of being that guy who can from a skill standpoint do all those things. Like you might even be able to put him on the wing at some point. Like, he might be he might be a little more he might even be more uh mobile uh with the ball than John was at at that age. Um so yeah, I think I think big things will come. Obviously, sucks to see Gus go down or leave the team early. Hope all is well with his family. Um, but for me, I think the X factor was is Tyler in the sense of him playing like that point forward role. They're going to play with a high tempo, and Coach Guard being able to use him in a way to, to to space the floor, not necessarily as a shooter, but almost more like for NBA fans in that Draymond type setting where he can push the ball guys running ahead of him, throw it ahead, maybe even go chase it, set empty side ball screens, uh, you know, pull his defender away, pull, pull bigger defenders away from the basket and make them guard Chucky and AJ and and uh, Connor off of pin downs or whatever ball screens, pin downs, and then get in, you know, get into his uh, bag off the short roll, stuff like that. So I think that could be a really good offensive tool, but then also his ability to maybe even move over to the five defensively and guard bigger guys and go to a smaller lineup that's even faster um, at times. So I think, uh, and just being able to to keep the yeah. floor space for other guys. So I think he presents a lot of versatility and I think that's a challenge for the coaching staff to exploit that and also a challenge for him to unlock that in his game. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Tyler's a, Tyler's a guy that if he gets an angle, I mean, he is – He's good. I mean, he's a lot better when he's, as you mentioned, free-flowing, kind of out in space, running, moving, doing all that, and then he finds an angle, isn't able to make his spin move, his drop steps, this and that, as opposed to just giving him the ball on a block and an ISO, you know, 12 feet from the hoop and kind of banging his guy back. So, yeah, I agree. If you can get him in that point-forward role, make him get a rebound and just go and then get into some actions and create that angle, I think that's definitely a a, a good uh, a good thing. But yeah, I guess going back to Nolan, I, I – I totally agree with your – I mean, so many people think the next John Luer, but I don't know if anybody was as good as Noel Winters four weeks, two months into their freshman year. I mean, John was great. Frank was great. And he's not going to be those guys. That's unfair. It's completely unfair. John's top five badger to ever play here, an NBA veteran, all that. Um, but I don't know if any of these guys were as good and natural and, and free-flowing and skilled as he is as an 18 year old freshman. So he's got it, man. He, he, yeah. he, he, just the way he moves, he's got some frame on him. I actually, I, I went to a practice a handful of weeks ago. He's like a legit seven feet. I mean, he is big. He yeah. is seven feet. Yeah. He's got a frame to him, but he moves still really naturally. He's got the ability to put some more on him too, with this way he's built. So um, he's nice. I like him. <laughs> yeah, no, he can hoop. I went to, when I was back home in the summertime, or even in the fall, I should say, right when uh, they were starting practice, and I went up there, and I know the coaching, and he, I, I watched them, I watched them practice, and the way he was, he was knocking down shots, and he has a little like grit to him. He was talking a little shit too. I think him and like there's like a little uh, scuffle, whatever co- what Coach Ryan would call a scuffle uh, in between uh, he and Gus, and I think Tyler <laughs> yeah. got into it. And you saw. You kind of saw the competitive, uh, the competitive side come out of him as well as the other guys. 
and you could see the coaches were excited about the roster they had. And you could see, you know, Joe and Coach Gard and all those dudes are excited about Nolan, especially as well, um, as well as, you know, AJ and everybody else. But uh, as far as the freshman class goes, specifically him, and he's got he's got a lot of upside. So I think the, the next topic we were kind of going to get into was your your breakout candidate or your surprise uh, candidate for the year. So I think you've kind of already answered that question. That's safe to say. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, anytime you're returning your entire starting lineup, I mean, it's hard to really call a breakout, right? So and I think everybody's aware of AJ's store. I think that's the easy answer. But, um, you know, I don't I don't think Nolan's going to be a guy. Nolan Winter's going to be a guy that, that plays a ton. But, you know, another guy is John Blackwell, the freshman. Yeah, uh, Freshman wing, two or three guard. He's going to be – he's just solid. I mean, he's going to get out there and just be tough. He's going to get you like eight, eight – four and four and just be real solid, be tough and give you some nice minutes off the bench. I think Wisconsin basketball is in a really good place right now in terms of we have obviously a lot of veterans and experience right now, but we got some really nice young guys and so, you know, good Minnesota point guard coming in next year. So I think uh, we're tough. So I think a breakout. Yeah. I would say Blackwell and, and Nolan Winter, the two freshmen, the guys that stand out to me. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think the, a lot of the, I think we'll be good with the, with kind of the starting five that we have. I think that, if Nolan and Blackwell, if John Blackwell and Connor Cesian, uh can elevate their games, I think that can kind of determine how far we'll go both in conference play and in uh, national play as well late in the season. If you get contributions, consistency from those guys, from those young guys, then I think really there's a lot of potential for his team. My breakout guy too, and I'm going to add in a fourth guy, is Marcus Ilver, and that's wishful thinking. Just his athleticism and, again, his physicality, he should be able – I, I dream of a lineup like that with Tyler Wall at the five, Marcus Ilver at the four. He can step out and shoot it a little bit or vice versa, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's big enough and athletic enough to to match up with some fives or fours. Um, and then you roll out three guards or, you know, whoever, AJ at three, whatever it may look like. Um, and, and the Max and Chuck, whoever at the one and two. But I think that if if he's a guy, then if he can kind of unlock his potential, that would be a, a huge plus for for the Badgers. Only only three minutes last game, but man, every time I get to see him in in practice, or even I just see him in games, just kind of clips. I'm like, man, I I, I wish that I hope that he can that he can break out because that would be huge. He's been like he's been there. He's been teetering that line. It feels like for two years, and I, I'm with it. He's flashes, but can he get either the opportunity or put it together consistently? Because yeah, he he's he's got a little something different than most of the guys. That's for sure. So that being said, man, let's uh, give me your give me your prediction for the season. First, give me your record, and then tell me we can compete. In the Big Ten, we can compete for a Big Ten championship if this happens, if blank happens. Record? How many games we even? How many games we even played these days? I don't even know what. What? How am I supposed to? Big Ten record. Big Ten. Record, <laughs> Just, big ten twenty games. Twenty games. Twenty games. I'll say I think we're going to be. I'll say I think we're going to be really tough. I don't know if you've looked at our schedule here in the non-conference, but we obviously just played Tennessee. We got Marquette, Arizona, Virginia, uh, you know, here in the next few weeks. So we have a really tough non-conference. I think it's going to prepare us. Uh, so I think in the non-conference, I think we're going to lose, you know, maybe another game or two and maybe be, you know, eight, eight and three or something in the non-conference. 
I think in the Big Ten, we're going to be right at the top. I think it's going to be us, Purdue, and, and Michigan State, kind of kind of jostling it out, you know, with, uh, you know, being, you know, maybe 12 and, you know, 12 and five late in the year and trying to, and trying to get a, a big win or two. But I think our experience, I think our uh, depth, I think our um, just ability to know how to win Big Ten games and the, the experience this group had last year. I think we're going to be really good. I think we're back in the tournament, you know, call it a, call it a six seed and, uh, and make a little run. All right. So I like that you just completely skated the game and the question. So we can compete in the Big Ten for a Big Ten championship if blank happens. You gave a, you gave a monologue. <laughs> if 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 Stephen Crowell takes his game to the next level, and if Chucky Hepburn takes his game to the next level, point guard, center, two guys, that's it. Old school with the approach, I like it. Big Wisconsin basketball, you know it. Wisconsin basketball, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, I like that. I can deal with that. Don't act all surprised like you didn't have the notes just like me. I know you got two kids and a job, but you knew that question was coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we go I think you're right I think we're probably the same uh, uh, I'll say 13 and 7 at the top I think that gets you to the top of the 10 14 and 6 um, and I think we compete for a Big Ten championship if if AJ Store adapts quickly and remains consistent um and also if tyler wall plays at an all big 10 level and i don't mean in terms of numbers but in terms of more being the new guy and really connecting a lot of the pieces on the team both offensively and defensively like we facing the floor making free throws uh playing kind of a hybrid forward a point forward role doing all that i think that will unlock a lot of things for for this squad that is all that we have for y'all, though, on this first episode of the second season of the Shot of Whiskey podcast. Make sure y'all go check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast, and, and, and on YouTube. And follow along on all other socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok with the handle at Beyond the Big Ten. I am Jordan Taylor.